0: Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're talking planter priorities. In our spotlight we'll take a look at a new AI released for AG. In our AG history minute we're going to talk about the Lesh brothers. That's cool beans, that's corny. We'll have some current events and we'll wrap things up with a field good Friday. With me today are Bill Schamber. Hey guys. Max Garvey.
1: What's up everybody?
0: Todd Schamber.
1: Hey to all the tilties out there.
0: And I'm Matt Bruger all with Tilth Agronomy. Here we are. It's a very eventful month of May. We had May Day snow. <laughs> uh, this week, we're also celebrating May the 4th be with you and Cinco de Mayo. I mean, it's a, really a pretty party week here, the first week of May. I'm sure there was probably other stuff. Kentucky the Derby? And third, yeah, Kentucky Derby this weekend, too. It's yeah. big party, well, second, isn't it? I do like the Derby. That's like, yeah.
2: the, that's like the biggest party of horse racing, right? Yeah. I'm not a horse racing guy, but.
3: Derby's fun. It's just hard where it's done in like two minutes, right? And yeah, the lead it's up and all like, which in some ways it's awesome. It's done in two minutes as well, so that's <laughs> good. But
0: yeah. and the and the Jets are having a Packer party with all yeah. their yeah. No, the twenty twenty three pack. I mean, uh, Jet roster looks really familiar.
1: All the not weapons from Green Bay.
0: Yep. Yeah. If only he had receivers to throw to, and now we're just going to pull all those receivers, save guys, the free agents that. Green Bay has over there. Okay.
3: When Favre left Bill, did he bring any guys like that with him? I don't remember any guys no. going.
0: I think uh, Mark Chimura might get transferred Chimura. to a uh, New York prison. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe New York hot
2: tubs. The went, but was I don't know if that was like. The kicker doesn't count no. on thing.
0: They could have Crosby. I need <laughs> my guy. <laughs> Todd's willing to I'm sell the Yeah, what, what do you give us for Crosby? I did,
1: yeah, I did see something the other day. It said that uh, Crosby took a visit to the Jets. I have no idea if it was real or not, but.
2: The radio, the guys on the radio, in this morning said they should, they should uh, sign Mercedes and then trade him to the
0: Jets for a draft pick.
2: Correct.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So apparently, the new New York Jets GM is Aaron Rodgers. Just pulling in all. Is he still the owner of the Bears then?
2: I don't know. He's not anything for the Packers anymore. So well, the
0: irony is the, the Jets at one point were sitting on like. Had to be five or six quarterbacks. So they picked up Boyle from the Bears. They had Rodgers. They had Wilson, and then uh, Flacco. I think is still technically nice. a Jet. <laughs> so Yikes. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that that'll all get sorted out here shortly. But sitting on a lot of a lot of quarterbacks at this point.
2: In The draft he- last week. So yeah, a lot of new guys. Flacco
1: is a free agent right now. <clears throat> He is a free agent. He is a free agent. He is a free agent. But
0: anyway.
3: Do you guys like those draft grades they do?
0: No. It's it's a lot like the mock drafts where they usually end up way different than you expect. and Depending on the person, they grade it way differently. It's kind of like when we do fantasy football and Yahoo I was, grades our drafts. I, saying,
1: I, oh, I got yeah. a D on our Yahoo draft last year, I think. So. Isn't it
2: basically like... This guy was projected to go in the second round, and then if you picked him in the first round, you get an F. Right. Yeah. That's not really what it is. Right. You're reaching for guys
3: too much from what they feel is reaching. Yeah.
1: Well, it doesn't. I don't think it takes anything into account like uh, positional needs or anything like that. It's all.
3: I I wish they would go back, especially if the GM's the same. I don't know what it is. Three years, five years, like fine grade it now but go back to the and like, regrade like, it like regrade it from three to five years ago it's pretty easy to grade because Re- well, did right. they did, are they, you did, really did they resign
1: to- their did they did they pick up well like the first round players did they pick up their fifth year option probably did okay or are they getting a second contract that's pretty and not or, even a second contract with you are they getting a second
2: contract right are they still playing somewhere yeah. or like pro bowls and just how are they playing right well, like
3: and here's the other hard part is when you watch it, too, like everybody's the best when they, you know, when they're saying the st- like, Except oh, for the Packers
1: first round pick. Well, all they, we they
3: went to Jonas the Jones brothers. brothers,
1: that was brutal.
0: Hey, they set a record with that pick. It was the record? first, first, first round pick of a player who's never started in college.
2: Oh,
1: great. Sweet. Hey. It sounds like a Packers pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or a Lions pick, they're about the same at this point.
2: It just just feels like it just means that he's got less miles, right? He's just right saving all the energy for the pro oh, so, not
1: s- less miles, the
3: No, not less, oh. miles. Less. <laughs> less miles.
2: Less
0: miles. L E S S. Yes.
3: Okay. I'm
1: like, what? Somebody tried to tell me, and one of my friends, and you know, really love him, but this was one of the dumbest things he's ever said. He's like, you know, it was just favoritism. I didn't play. He wasn't a senior, so they didn't play him. And I'm like. <laughs> It's Big Ten college football. <laughs> right. They they don't care if you're a senior. Like it's because he was an underclassman. That's why he didn't play. And I'm like, no, he didn't start because he didn't start. That's why he didn't. Ron
2: start. Dane played as a freshman.
1: Yeah, Braden. Right. And I said that and he goes well. Iowa. They just that's the way they do things. I'm like, don't.
2: Especially not defense. Right. If they're good, they're going to play there because yeah, that's all right. they got.
1: Yeah. So that may yeah. But I guess. If you're a Packer fan, find some optimism about it. I'm not saying he's going to be good or bad. I just was, I don't like when we picked guys with that kind of situation. He was hurt. He didn't play his senior year. Those like, we picked a lot of those. Like over project the years. guys. Yeah. yeah. Dayton Jones. Like he didn't play oh. his senior year. Uh, Justin Harrell. That'll forever be the one. I remember they're like, yep. In three years of college, he's played four games. Cause but he's, he's always really hurt.
2: good. Yep. And he was always hurt as a Packer.
1: And then he was gone.
2: Yep the whole league must have thought smith and jigma wasn't as good as like everybody like all the pundits cuz that was like oh the packers are going to take him at 13 and he went to like 22 or something
1: yeah i do think it's kind of, kind of sucks for some of those kids cuz they get these narratives put on them that is not necessary i mean great you get first round hype but you might not be a first round talent and someone just decide like will levis Think of what well, it yeah, is. he like, that was sitting not, in the green room sitting sitting there, the whole
3: time yeah. with your three girlfriends with or whatever. different girl yeah. each time they panned on it. yeah.
1: But, like, he it, he was never a first-round pick. Two weeks ago, they decided he's some, now... Yeah, somebody hyped him up, and then... He's now a first-round pick. Well, they wanted five quarterbacks in the first round. That was the... Yeah.
3: Well, look hmm. at, like, Rogers played with that chip on his shoulder for almost 15 of the 18 years he was with us that he didn't get picked till the end of the first round. Like, that's like you say think of how brutal that would be to sit there and watch all these other guys go ahead of it, you. especially
1: win. when you weren't that good and yeah. someone just decided you you weren't that good on a crappy team and someone decided a couple weeks ago like you know what let's make this guy because his line moved to be the first overall pick like he came down to like plus 400 or something like that like two days before the draft so yeah it was pretty pretty aggressive
2: or just be Joe Thomas and sit on a boat fishing while the draft is going on and get picked in the first the, round. Yeah.
1: The one guy the Packers picked, they were in their barn having a barn party when they picked him. Did you see that? It was one of the, the ends, one right? of the tight ends. One yeah. of the tight ends, nice. Oh, the guy from Utah, right? Or the guy from I don't know. Anyway, he's out like they cleared out the machine shed, put tables up. We've all seen it. We've all we, we know exactly the party they they were having. And they had a couple, you know, projectors up and everybody's in cowboy boots and flannels and Yeah, the pick came through and there he went. So I was excited about that. I was like, there's that's a that's a green bay boy right there.
0: (laughs) All right, you guys ready to get into our topic for today? Absolutely. So these in no particular order, just kinda concepts talk about what what are the things to prioritize on the planter. And so we'll start with a big one that I think gets talked about a lot, debated a lot and that's seed depth and downforce. So, you know, how important is that to to your planter? Do you just leave the old springs on the 7,000 that you're running, or do you shell out the bucks for Delta Force? I don't know if Chuck Norris comes with Delta Force, but he made all the movies, so...
1: Wasn't there Delta Farce? Isn't that what Larry... The that was Larry... The I, <laughs> okay, yes,
0: yep. That is the one you don't... Yeah. I didn't see either <laughs> the, of them. Which one is that's better? That's the old
1: Cyclone pulled out of the fence row. That's Delta, <laughs> Delta farce. farce. The
0: aftermarket Delta Force, Delta Farce. It's just close enough that maybe you'll buy it. If you like, haven't
1: seen that movie, you should see it. It's like it, pretty terrible. Does it Delta use like Farce. Airbags
3: yeah. that are just these aftermarket out of some sort of broken just down Walmart tires yeah. with an yeah.
0: Yeah. air compressor. And,
3: yeah. It's actually Larry the Cable Guy just sitting on your row unit to push it down.
1: Get, get her <laughs> done! Get it done. <laughs>
3: Ooh, the, I've always wondered if in the monitor you could change like some of the you know instead of beeping at you, you could have somebody yelling at you. it be sweet to like, "Hey, dummy! Every, every you time. just hit the fence post."
0: Kind of like your uh, your text great. or your ringtone, like right. Have the be able to go customize. Custom- yeah, out, I made
1: my GPS uh, Irish, so I like that. Feel like,
2: hey, lazy, get off the seat and go check the seed furrow.
0: The seed furrow. for the for being off your. Your A-B line, I think you would have to be uh, John Goodman from the Big Lebowski. Over the line! That was over the line! I so like yeah, it. I, <clears throat> I Where do you guys see that? Is that pretty high up in the priority list, or is that middle, bottom? What What do you guys think about downforce? And-
2: I would think it'd have to do a lot with what kind of Tillage practices or not tillage practices that you're doing, right? Like if you're doing tillage, is it as important? Like if you're full tillage, chisel plow, field cultivate right, you got a nice versus versus like no till or minimum till I would think would be a bigger priority to have that on, right?
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. No till definitely seems to require a little bit more down force in in some situations. It depends on your soil type, but um and we want to get the right seed depth, and so if you you can get the right seed depth without fancy downforce, then you're probably fine. But if you're not getting proper seed depth, maybe you need to look at upgrading that part of the planter. All right, what about fertilizer placement? That's our next priority. Where does that sit in your mind? Is is important? Obviously, getting. The right amounts of fertilizer especially if you're doing in furrow is important but you know it is two by two versus pop-up
2: I seems think. like the the not so much to pop up obviously but the two by, the two by two placement is changing is it a one by one is it a split either either side? One by one. yeah Are like two by two by two yet two by two by two
0: that two down two over two up
2: <laughs>
3: no and the first time I heard it I was like what what are you talking about?
2: And it's two on both sides. It's both sides. Oh, okay. That's the new two, two by two. By two by two. Both two. sides.
3: Yep. So, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners should be squared. That, two right. by two squared. No, I thought that too. Like I two by two by two. I'm like, what's where's the other two coming my from?
1: My personal favorite is when you're having a discussion with a guy and you go, Yeah, and the two by two. He goes, No, it's one and a half by two and a quarter. And I'm like, <laughs> it, They're all. It's the same. same. So it's like I'm the dimensions. Not of, in the furrow. Yeah.
0: It's like the dimensions of a two by four. It's not actually two, two inches by four. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, blow your mind. It's not actually I two by <laughs> That's crazy. I've been lied to all these years. <laughs> yeah, the irony of, of that is... Was so a two
2: by six, not two by six?
0: No, two by six is not two by six. What about a four by four? Well, unless you're cutting it yourself, you could make <laughs> yeah. your, an actual two by four. But, but if you go to the store... Yeah, you're not getting two inches by four inches of wood. That's why I always was off on my projects. <laughs>
3: This one fertilizer placement is currently the biggest. I don't want to say overthought because you got to put a lot of thought into it, but at the same time, what the research would show, or or depending on your system, like some, there's still some research out there that that is not proven that say infer or two by two really does do anything. There's a lot of research that show it does, but but to. For all the problems I see it causing currently, like these planters know how to put seed in the ground. They got everything with that. I see more guys messing with, you know, a, a f- their filter gets clogged and they're two by two or whatever they're using. They got to flush that out, you know, every field. Right, a causes a lot of issues. I, right, in so, the field, yeah. so I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying that it's got to be up to the farm and what you've seen work and not work. And to me, this is a very easy one too to just shut off once in a while and see if it did, you know, like
2: right. w- try to find your own spots where you think it does help and doesn't. And, the, and do those tests like different times oh, m- during the planning season, right? If you're planning right. yesterday when it was, well, it wasn't too bad yesterday. It was a nice day. But if it you're was, planning early May versus May 20th. I, but I did have to
1: scrape uh, my car yesterday, my truck yesterday <laughs> right. morning still before I left. So it was not super nice. I'll, Here's
3: what's crazy with that. The the research would show pop-up extra starter in general works better later in the season because you're you have less season to work with so you got to get it out of the sure. ground quicker so, so all this your stuff, cells
0: are also going to be warmer too so they're your seed should germinate but but faster. you need
3: it like quick you're just losing days that's what i'm saying so yeah. the research is very like
2: inconclusive it would show like early Todd, you too. just said like panic on your face when I, you said <laughs> that like you're losing days it, it's just such a like these days are important though like we put the kids to bed last night. and They're like, "It's still light out." It's light, yeah. yeah. I'm like, "Yep," but it's the same time we've been putting you to bed for the last six okay. months. No,
3: our kids two days ago said that too. Like, what?
2: Why are we going to bed early? He's like, "Nope, this is
3: <laughs> not this is an early. This you later this is normal. than normal." I
1: I think one of the things that's important with the fertilizer placement sometimes to remind guys is like we talk about like you know we're we're doing three gallons of this we're putting out maybe eight nine units of nitrogen or something like that. I don't think you need to get super bent out of shape about the amount. Like, it, it
3: some guys can upwards of say on two by two, you can get say twenty units. Sure, you can. Good. you can. But I'm just but, saying. It. <laughs> but there is times in like in infertile, the amount because actually we just weighed it out per seed, and it was such a small amount. It made it made it was basically like you know those little ketchup cups. Yep. So per seed, the length of that. Imagine like not even like a full square to ketchup. In the Culver's thing, this would be like putting basically a dab of ketchup. That's basically
2: it's what you're getting for this evening. in a foot.
3: It, it's such a small. You're
2: better off like probably worrying less about your two by two placement and adding three gallons of water to your you, pop up to get more you coverage. Could, maybe you right? Could.
3: I you know, and then we talked about John Deere's new technology, yep. Exact Shot. Where it's gonna yep. like. Cut it right on the seed at a certain amount. I mean, maybe that will be really cool because you, you concentrate it more.
0: Giving your seed a spray tan.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, but, like, going back to in, – in, Matt called it fertilizer placement. But let's be real. What we're doing with inferro is now biologicals. It could be plant yeah, growth regulators. Yeah. You know, the, sometimes it is. Sugars. A, right. So that's the other tricky part with these systems now is I think they're very – I would say – the onset in the for planter technology is still very new. Like 20 years ago, it was all dry fertilizer and very little liquid. Now it's very little dry fertilizer going on in this placement, and, and they're all liquid. And we're still figuring out
2: which ones help and when and why. And it's getting confusing, Todd, because I was at a farm yesterday, and he had three different biological is that he's like, well, where should we put this on this field, and where should we put that on that field? And it's like, I don't even know if this stuff, I don't even know what's in it. Yeah, it was free. It should work, right? It was free, yeah. It yep. said right on, the the guy dropped it off, and right on the top of the cap he wrote free. Free. <laughs> well,
0: that's good. You know not want get used. That's free. Yeah. Did
3: you just take a piss in a bottle. And <laughs> I don't know. Say, <laughs> is
0: that the, the leavings of the pay stuff? Like, it's just the, <laughs> the slough off from the good I, stuff? I,
3: I, w- I would say this. I do think they help get you bush. I'm not saying that. It's, it's more of just try different things on your farm. And I think it is such an easy on-off to really see. Like, like I said, the research would show early season it helps. Middle season, eh, maybe not as much. Late season, it helps. So maybe you just every field you're shutting on and off in spot. And that happens anyway. Most of the time when you're planting <sighs> that something
2: gets mixed up or you you know you put a little too much or not enough on. I'm sure you guys still get the question. I get the question, should I even use starter? Right. Right, like not where should I put it, how much well, should I put on, but should I really just not even do it?
3: And let's go to the classic. What do what you look at then is, so when you don't do it, when you do it, you look at how quick it emerged. You look at a lot of times it's a stage more advanced. But then when you really take it to yield, that's where they see it's not as, con- that's where the it's yeah. inconclusive. So that's the tough part too. Is you might do a study and say, "Well, yeah, look, it's that plant looks way greener, way better, all that." And then if you really take it to yield, it's the same. So I would agree that I still got I got guys that we don't do it, and they do okay. You know, they're they're if if all their other fertility is in the right spot, they use manure a lot. They do just fine, especially manure. I I think it was Cornell. I just saw research. It was a little older, but they they did. I think it's 2012. They had some research that showed if you do consistent manure, that basically starter has no effect on yield. So there too, if your base fertility is pretty good and sure. you're doing other things right, you, you may be overthinking that one.
0: I think too, getting you know, we talked about it with downforce and stuff too. The type of tillage or system that you're using, no-till cover crop, it may be more valuable than a full conventional manure system. So keeping that in mind too, if it's not a I think that's one reason it I didn't rank these is because depending on what your, what how it fits in your farm these can change priority pretty quick
3: right I, I think the better way to say it is as agronomist they're extremely hard to rank but as a farmer you should have them ranked and know what you think is worthwhile and not. Yeah. especially in fertilizer placement and starter because there's so many different options now so many different products and there's literally no research to compare all of these amongst each other. There's not. There's not. Well, yeah, this this starter you need or or like this week I got a big question on like zinc or micros. you know, well, which ones do I need? Well, okay, you're a cash crop farm. You don't really have – they used to have manure. They don't anymore. Yeah, you probably do need zinc. It's, it's thinking it through on your particular scenario, your fields, and what your goals are. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, next we've got the seed bed components, so the parts that kind of help you make the bed that you're dropping the seed into, and that could be a no-till coulter, trash whipper, double disc opener, seed firmers. So are, you know, where does that sit in the priority? Because obviously, if you have a good seed bed, good seed to soil contact, you're going to have better luck than if you don't. Can we have
2: good all of them? Can yeah. they rank number one on all of them, like... No-till coulters, trash whippers, double discs. Can they just be all good?
3: Sure. You like the no-till coulter? I'm pulling... Yeah. Most of those are coming off in general. Well, I would say... Just get a good double disc. I would right. say, while, right.
0: <laughs> with the no-till coulter and the trash whipper, having the ability to... Get them out of the way when you don't need them and yeah ha- and have them yeah yep. when you do which is an, more important which, which a no-till
3: coulter is very right. difficult to right. do that i mean you that, can the trash well, ripper you can well a no-till yeah. coulter a lot of them are pretty easy just to take off right. but it seems like once they're off guys don't put them back on right but the, that the other part with the no-till coulter i do have some farms that did keep them on because they like them to kind of that's going to hit the rocks first then mm-hmm. yep. and take the brunt basically so your double disc openers don't take the brunt of the rocks That made sense. So I think there is spots for them, but that's one thing that seems to be this. But this whole this one to me is very important. Is you got to get this right, yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to make sure you're opening, closing the way you want. You know, re kind of firming up that soil. All these are really important, and then trash rippers too. So you know, so you're not actually moving too much soil out of the way and almost plowing with them. And then you're planting down into colder soil. Like that's not good. So there, like you said, there's gotta be ways to kind of pull those up out of the way.
2: Do you, do you like trash whippers even in conventional tillage, like kick away rip balls? Or like you said, Todd rocks, like even that's to me is somewhat important
1: Very much my answer on trash whippers for a lot of guys is you have to start planting and watch and see if you need them or if they're causing more problems or what you can't, it's not a one, not a one shot deal. And like we don't plant one, we don't plant one condition, the whole farm, right? We, we know till here, this is conventional till, this had manure on it. This is corn stalks. This is, you know, so like it's not a, it's not a one shot deal. You got to kind of monitor. I like having them on the planter and being able to pick them up and put them down. I guess is the way I would put it. My,
3: my favorite use of them is when they're pushing clods out of the way that they made from <laughs> poor, you know, like. In some years, it that just that happens, does not happen. but fixing, my favorite il- fixing other ills, <laughs> right? We're like, oh, these work great because they push all the big chunks out of the way. That, <laughs> that no, the, I besides the no till culture, all those just to me are extremely important. Make sure your double disc openers are the right diameter that you that you do change them out probably every other year because we just see that as being.
0: Or okay. as one of my farm like, puts it, at least check the bearings. Cause even if the disc like, disc isn't worn, the bearings are probably, probably are worn. Yeah. yeah,
3: the that, the double disc part. I and I've seen it on more planters. But if you had to rank ten years ago, how good the double discs we saw were built. I mean, they were they were pretty trashed, and guys were still just pulling it out, you know, and using it. I think now that's one spot that they're they're yeah. in pretty good shape. Yeah, but to me, that's your the double disc is probably the most important part. Of your planter because it's literally what's cutting that furrow. You're placing the seed right behind it. And if you don't do that right, you're not
2: working right, you got problems. I bet you too, Todd. Like if you took a survey, there's more acres per row unit being planted on every farm today than there was 10, 15 years ago, right? If farms have gotten bigger, more acres, so they're probably running through those parts a little bit faster because they're planting more more acres and more where.
0: And that rolls into closing wheels, like Todd said. Making sure that furrow gets closed can be very important. And and that, I mean, two could be a whole thing on what type of closing wheel, what you know, what works in your soils.
2: Matt, you talk about the two by four blowing my mind. This one, like, literally blows my mind because there's so many choices. And <sighs> what what's interesting to me is, so let's
3: take the different colors of planters right now. Basically, you got Case running. A, a double disc sort of closing or, you know, a disc closing wheel with their kind of flat wheel in the back. But every other planter brand is that similar kind of two wheel pinch style that pushes it back. So that, that I do think is interesting. That and then all the
2: aftermarkets and the dip with the right. spikes and the, was wheel, it a longer spike is a shorter spike.
1: spike. Is it a, and you throw the chains on too. Yeah. That yep, counts, right? Chains,
3: yeah. Nub spike. I mean, there's just so many. And, and what I've seen has changed. This is the speed. The, these high speed planners. So we went to a lot of spiked wheel. And then when you get to high speed planners, the go, that going that speed, that spike tends to actually like too throw too yeah. moving too fast. So then you gotta watch the type of spike, the angle of that spike and how it's closing that way is is changing too. So what I, to me the neatest study I've seen guys doing this isn't that hard is say you got a sixteen row planner. You know, Bill and I had a farm that they did this where they kind of both use that same planter, but they put basically the two end rows, they put other wheels on it and just kind of planted with it and right. saw what, what they liked and didn't like. And that was a pretty good, to me, a pretty easy and good way to do that. I think in general with a lot of these things, I got one farm this year that's putting conceals basically just on two row units, and then the rest of their um, their placement actually is is two up they put it they dribble behind the seat so they got two that are going to be concealed and then the rest of the the rolls. Uh, yeah you're right (laughs) two by zero yeah i guess Uh, the rest of those are gonna be that so we're gonna so we're gonna compare stuff too i think that's like too many times we try to go like well let we gotta do the whole plan or we gotta do this and that and you can put like two roll units and just try something different on those two and you're not gonna either mess up everything or you know it'll be oh okay. it's it's a good comparison i'll put it yeah. that way
0: well yeah there's some guys that run one spike one rubber one you know the, yep you can run a combination of different types too that
3: i feel like the one spike rubber. one rubber is done not, like yeah there's it's, very it's, little that, was, that was hot in the streets. so like I, five oh yeah ago. yeah
2: it's
0: totally 2012 that was
3: jeff polinsky was like big on, Dude, i remember he he Papa almost P. seemed to create that and i'm sure i don't know where he got it but i remember you know that blowing guy's mind when you know when they were going to double spike he's like nope you got to go to you know one yep. one this way and one spike so i do remember i do you get remember the, the days pi- you
2: get the pinch plus the
1: sidewall compaction
3: but there too then are you then inhibitor. the other side you got sidewall compaction and right on side you know do yeah. you get lap side?
1: It,
0: listen there were some flaws in the <laughs> but, in, well in the TV, but went away from it well and, but, and, and, and too you couldn't take a like if you had a 13 inch rubber you wouldn't do a 13 inch spike Cause then you would right, it was different. Match up right, so you had to do like the spike bigger and the rubber. Yeah, it was just it was a complicated process. I
1: I think the thought was, no matter what the conditions, one of them's right. Like between the two, like you at least have one side. You at least have one side that's the right tool. So
2: versus either nothing or both right like if you had two spikes well that's right or well, two with, wheels well that's wrong with Today. Ch- with changing
1: conditions you could you know you didn't have to worry right. about it you just were like i got something it's doing something i'm at least 50% you know
0: <laughs> oh we're halfway there i All
3: think right. this is a, a part jumping on no till as well you you got to that's a spot where you need to close. It's harder to close because you don't have that more loose dirt. Right,
0: especially your you soil. having your soil, soil. It could dry out and open back up. Yeah. yeah. You said dirt. Yeah. I don't know. When it's in the room. Dirt's wrong, the stuff yeah. on your boots. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the soil is different. So you, you got to have a way to pinch it closed and for it to stay closed, not reopen right. or change. So that's a part that you got to watch in your conditions because depending on what you're planting into, it's going to be quite different.
0: All right. And our penultimate planter priority, planting speed. So, obviously, high-speed planters, you're going faster than you are a conventional planter. But how important is, is speed on the planter? Is it knowing when to speed up and slow down more than just going, a con- like, I'm going to go four miles an hour or 3.5 miles an hour, and that's it.
2: The rain cloud is coming. You just, <whistles>
0: Yep. Just ha- lay hammer. The hammer down. Yep, Planter at six.
3: I, I think nice. this is just go to your whatever the planter specs are. Because some of these new high speed ones aren't built now to go under five well. Like they're just not set up for that. Right. Um they said the like the motors are 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 the DC type of motor that's set up to go this faster speed. So you, you kinda do gotta watch that now. You know, whereas I feel like before the high speed planners you said go five and a half and you know, maybe push it to six sometimes. But I've even had guys where I've sped them. I had a couple of farms where they were going four and a half, and I'm like, "Your planter does just as good at five and a half, you know." And I, so I do think there's that going slow and steady has that pride thing that hey, you know, Dad just planted
2: this, and you know, almost this like, Dad planted I'm, in third gear high, yeah, right? And that's all he did. That's the gear I'm in.
1: It, 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 Planning speed priority changes when there's rain in the forecast uh, or. or or it's or it's May twenty ninth. Planning yes. speed, yep. cha- the priority changes a little
2: bit, for sure. The average speed on May second is different than May 29th. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Everybody's still pretty relaxed
1: right now. And just if, oh, yeah. if you're planting right now, you're like, all right, you know, we're just gonna. They're knock almost the going
2: slow out. on purpose. Early Give May, it one yeah. week though.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm well aware. Yeah. Like oh, I can yeah. feel. You can feel the the buzz right I, now.
2: I would agree. I sat with a guy in the shop yesterday, and he was tying his boots and we were just sitting there talking and he's like yeah but if we're here sitting again in a week then we might have to worry about some things
1: yeah you can feel the you can feel the tension but we're still like oh like i was with a guy yesterday and he's like we'll just like knock out 60 here and maybe 60 (laughs) there and you know if we get if we get 200 in by saturday when it's supposed to rain we'll be happy and i was like okay like I know what that what the how different the conversation is next week Wednesday you know well and
0: how different it'll be if the lo- long term forecast keeps saying more rain I, yeah that's
3: the part I see right now is guys are watching that long term and going you know like they're like I'm not panicking now but have you seen the forecast <laughs> and it's like yeah but you can't change that either you have right. to farm and they're used to that it's, but it's, it's like still, not
1: panicking about the corn price in uh, August but the futures aren't very good
0: right. you know. All right, and then finally, all the extras smart firmers, 2020 monitors, row shutoffs, all the the things that aren't a basic on a planter, or at least weren't always a basic now, some of them probably a little more than others. But, you know, how important is it to have the pimped out planter, as we've said before? I, think I
3: love row shutoffs. I mean, those are, to me, a very saving seed. You know, on yield wise, it's better. Just they can be finicky at times, but you know, you got to dial them in, I guess. But they're they are nice to to be able to do that.
1: They're great unless they're off by ten feet. Right, right. where
3: right. they then you, and you can't. We talked them. about that last week. Correct. You need to check
2: that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. I was pointing at Max very aggressively. aggressively.
0: Smart firmer is an intro- interesting one to me because now they can use it to basically plant in it. It'll read moisture. Moisture, yep. And so your planting depth may change depending on moisture content. And so if it's too dry, they, it'll go lower to try to get into moisture. And that kind of... It's an interesting thought to me of of how that, that's going to play out is what does that do to your emergence if you're going from... All of a sudden you got to go up to inch and a quarter but then down to two or two and a quarter. like Is that really... Is the moisture aspect going to be as... Critical as well, emergence, your, your emergence like would have sucked. emergence,
1: your emergence would have sucked a little bit uneven anyway if there wasn't moisture. Right. So how much? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's kind of a what comes first, the chicken or the egg kind of deal. Like
0: how? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, I, I'm very interested. I, I, and I, I can't tell you yes or no either way, but it, it's an interesting concept to me, and I'm, I'm excited to see more data on that. I've got one farm that has a couple of those on there, so something to watch and it interests me but i can't say oh yeah everybody should have one one or two or i do think there's something that you'll rarely ever see on every row of the planter i think that might be overkill depending yeah, right
3: on, yeah what are you seeing with that right now it's every third row ish yeah you know where and that makes it you know like you got the row it's on and then either side row it's one kind either, of using yeah. that to to tell i like you say, I think adding some of these things is good. One one thing I'm seeing that I I do really like is you almost take, you know, maybe you don't start with sort of a basic basic planner, but every year you're adding maybe one thing, or Look, every other year add a thing.
1: Add it. Learn how to use it right before you add the next next thing. thing.
3: Right. Because I like like you say, I got one farm that added smart firmers too, and. You know, we're going to look at the data brings and just see what it changes. Obviously, there too you set like a minimum threshold where it's not going to plant inch and you know inch and a half because you got moisture that kind of thing. And just getting getting that piece dialed in, then you move on to maybe add in the next thing and looking at it.
0: All right, so there you go. There's some things to consider when you're looking at planter priorities and what maybe the next component of your planter is or what. You know fits the budget to upgrade or maintain from year to year now we'll move into our spotlight for today so a farm business network has re- released an AI powered ag advisor named norm so now you can ask norm a number of questions to help you with your farm Norm, Norm can help with chemical uh, identifying generic alternative application rates, pests, disease targets, tank mix and nozzle suggestions. Can give you input guidance on seed varieties, geographic region, soil types, climate, uh, even real time market demand. Pest and disease strategies, general agronomic advice, and livestock and animal health. He can, uh, Norm can help producers understand disease. And pharmaceuticals, especially in beef cattle. So, as a decision-making tool, Norm may be something that can help a number of growers. Norm is the reason they named him. Oh, ge- Norm. guess why? Anyway, don't want it.
2: Mm. No. Norman Borlaug. Yeah.
0: Yep. He was normed in order to name Norm to pay homage to no- Dr. Norman Borlaug who, as we've talked before on this podcast, was an American agronomist who is considered the father of the Green Revolution, brought hybrid wheat to a number of places around the world. What's the opposite of paying
3: homage to somebody? Um, like, I feel like Norbert would be pissed about this. <laughs> like, what the hell?
0: Like, you replaced
3: me with this robot that...
0: Well, are, like, are we going to have a <laughs> like, uh, an AI version of... The, uh, well, I'm blanking on the name, Sand County Foundation, or oh, Aldo, County Leopold. Aldo, 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 Aldo Leopold. Aldo Leopold, yeah, like to tell you about conservation.
3: <laughs> Don't even like the questions it says you can ask it versus not. Like, does FBN sell glyphosate? You can ask it that, but. Norm is still were, learning. Yeah, Sometimes
0: he gets things wrong. Please share responses you think are off. So yeah, if Norm tells you something crazy, maybe don't do it.
3: These are these are neat, but I don't know what... Like in this particular instance, like what would be the difference of using that or just Googling it? Right. You know, and then looking... I mean, obviously this will just speak something to you or tell you something, but if you like Googling it, you'd just be able to look and search
0: through... It's the resources. over-under on how long someone it takes before someone tells Norm to take over the world. <laughs> yeah. So we've already seen it a couple times with a couple different AIs...
3: What do the IAS
0: say when you tell it? Uh, one actually tried to source nukes, like it. Oh, really oh. search the internet to try to find <laughs> a place find to nukes. buy nuclear weapons. So there it, are still it, flaws in that. Oh, these stuff. are
3: wild to me because there's literally no. I mean, we haven't had like litigation yet of you know where this is sourcing the copyright or the information from. Right. You know, especially maybe not in our world as much as like the screenwriter how they're going on strike. Oh, I know yeah. there was something in there of one of the things they're striking about is that. Um AI written they, scripts. Right. That that they wouldn't be able to use certain things with these AI scripts and that. So it's interesting where that's all going.
1: I I am I am asking my um my AI on Snapchat. I don't know if you oh, guys yeah, are the familiar. My, the my AI. Yeah. He does not know when to plant corn. <laughs> he says I should reach out to my local extension agent.
3: Oh. It was good. I, Too
1: bad we don't have a good one of those. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, man I hope he's listening just for that
3: <laughs> I did have a farmer text me that earlier this week that they asked it that and it you know, uh, basically said the acid extension agent."
0: The, uh, the chat GPT I've done a little bit with that and that you can put in like if I have a soil test value this how much fertilizer should I need and whatever and it will give you I don't know. a suggestion like it'll chat GPT
2: is gonna replace us apparently yeah it's, can it write a nutrient management plan
0: no way not, nobody can write those not to the correct standard
1: I'm sure not, oh not boy! Anyway. Um, I did since we couldn't tell me how to plant corn I did ask him to tell me a joke do you guys want to hear it yeah why did the scarecrow win an award because he was outstanding in, in his, his field, field. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah.
0: I did see uh, <clears throat> some of this AI stuff and how, when they try to make commercials I don't know if you guys watched any of those they had one with like Will Smith eating spaghetti or um, they made a generic pizza commercial, and it, it was it was awful. Like even to the point where it what they called like the, the, scr- the restaurant was like pepperoni hug time, and <laughs>
2: <laughs> the script for the
0: no they like make a, had it made a video. Too oh really? Where it takes existing like open. I'm guessing it's clips from movies or whatever yeah, using open source materials, and yeah, it was. The times the faces get all weird and yeah, it was, I, I wouldn't call it scary, but it was just definitely odd.
2: Freaky. Does Siri know when to plant corn? I'm
1: going to ask her. There you go. Hey Siri. Oh, it didn't work. Back. the heck?
0: This oh. guy is real. She's been listening. To the I don't phone. even know, yeah.
1: how, I don't even know how to make Siri work because I don't have the home button anymore. Ooh, isn't it like, it's one of the side? side buttons,
2: isn't it? You hold down. Is it down and yeah. off? Yep.
1: Hey, Siri, when should I plant corn in a sandy loam in Wisconsin? Oh, because corn will grow only in warm temperatures and the sweet corn varieties like even hotter conditions, you'll need to wait to plant your corn until mid to late spring in
0: most regions.
1: There you go. That's a better answer than I got from the AI.
0: Now ask her when does spring begin? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hey, Siri, when does spring begin? That was like a month and a half ago. Spring began March 20th. Yeah. <laughs> the solstice. No, it didn't. Nope. No, it did not. It actually began yesterday, I think. I'm convinced.
2: Yeah. Yesterday was beautiful. And today's supposed to be right up there, too. So oh, Until it rains this afternoon. Shh. Shh.
3: They're 50% chances. <laughs> There's a lot of them. But they're all 40, 50%
0: chances. All right. Let's move into our egg history minute for today. Today we're going to talk about the Lesch brothers who came up with their own idea on planter priorities in Kimball, Minnesota, they invented a new approach to planting crops in the 1960s. Brothers toyed with an idea for a simplistic system that could ac- accurately plant any crop regardless of seed size without having to change distribution plates located at the bottom of each seed hopper on a row planter. Furthermore, they hope to see all seed being held by a single hopper rather than individual hoppers on each row unit. Leo and Claude Lesch's concept did more than simplify planter operation. The air-assisted seed metering and distribution design revolutionized planting and put International Harvester at the forefront of planter sales. Todd, it's your planter. So you guys know what planter we're talking about? Oh, yeah. The Cycloplanter. Oh, <laughs> revolutionized. It was, just said it. was born. It was introduced to farmers and offered for sale in limited numbers in spring of 1971 after IHC uh, acquired the patent rights to the Lesh design in 1969. So the impact of the International 400 Cyclo planter was immediate. Sales outstripped demand, and the IHC planter facility in Canton, Illinois, was running around the clock to keep up. Today, every major planter on the market employs air pressure to some extent to assist in delivering seed to the ground. It's all due to a concept born in the Lesch Brothers farm shop. So there you go. wonder what case I paid the Lesch Brothers when they acquired... Pro- Four Pro- dollars. Probably not enough yeah. for what
3: the how big a deal they $10, were. $10,000 in
0: 1970.
3: I, I still can't believe it can serious? even... I have no idea, no. Can, that it can even work... like? You know, some of the tubes are longer, shorter. Oh, really like, they're long. just Yeah, so like, just the whole system is. I mean, it was a triple machine. Like it would throw three yeah. seeds a lot. Like right. I've never Triples, seen yeah. a triple since the cycloplanner, but it it was still way ahead of its time. And then obviously now, now they're they're not.
0: For being, There planters. was the first air planter, though, right? Right. There was one on the up uh, night auction. Ooh, there nice was big. how
3: big? What, like a, a, a six roll? Uh,
0: I think. No, was, look
1: how sad he is that he was the auction. I like, know. I
0: think <laughs> it was a six. I guess I didn't <laughs> look st- at it that close. Did you, Max? Was it a four or a six? I think it was a six. Yeah, I think it was a six too. I did look oh, at that it. Thing had to go for big I, bucks. I was explaining to my wife how
1: it's probably my least favorite planter I've ever had to work <laughs> with. It was. It was not
0: the oldest planter there, though. There not was, even close. Not even
1: close. Not even close. They had a eight-foot Minneapolis Moline drill. Mm-hmm. Eight-footer. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> you get a lot done with that. Oh, I bid on it and everything. Did you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> nice. For your deer plots?
1: Yeah, well, actually for Sierra's uncle, but yeah. 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 He's a Moline guy, and he likes doing deer plots, so I bid on a farm him. Did
0: you bid on the Moline tractor that was there, too? I
1: did not bid on the M- I could have. I thought it went actually went pretty cheap. But Did it? Yeah. It
0: 2023.
1: 20, oh. I thought that was really cheap, actually.
0: Yeah, it looked like it was in nice shape, but I didn't, don't know. All brand, rebuilt.
1: But, yeah. All rebuilt. Yeah. I was talking to the guy who brought it. All rebuilt this winter. So, anyway. That's the recap of the Seymour FFA alumni <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> consignment auction. I also bought a 1976 Aaron Snowblower. On accident. So that was cool. <laughs> <An> accident. <laughs>
3: yeah. Does the recoil work? Does it no. run? <laughs> oh, no.
1: no. No. No to any of any, any of it. <laughs> Nothing works. Uh, when I say accident... Hopefully didn't pay too much. I mean accident. Oh, five bucks. So. No, all right. Yeah, that's it. I literally was standing there waiting to bid on an Aaron's lawnmower, and I was talking to somebody, and they said... How about errands. this? errands here. Who will give me a bid? And I raise like oh, I was like no. I went like it's, this, it's... and I would just raise my card and was talking to the guy, and they go, "Yeah, I bought it, five bucks." I went, "Dude, nobody else bid on this push lawnmower." <laughs> Sweet. And then I the guy comes over and he starts writing my number on the on the snowboard. <laughs> so, and I'm like, oh, oh no. no. And then my brother bought the lawnmower. I was there for. <laughs> it was a bad day. A sad day.
3: What would the lawnmower
1: go for? Uh, 90, six, bucks. 90, Ninety bucks. Ninety bucks. Not six bucks. Yeah, <laughs> No, I would have the lawn if for for six bucks. Six fifty.
3: All right, thanks, guys, and thanks to our listeners out there. Please subscribe to the podcast and tell a farmer friend. Perfect to listen to while you're planting. We got a lot of planter series here going with the last three episodes talking about planters. So while you're planting, you might as well be listening about planters. So tell a farmer friend all he needs to do is search Tilt Talk Radio in Apple Podcasts. Or on Android, you're going to need to download an app. We like Podcast Addict. It's a good app to download and subscribe. You can also listen on a computer or smartphone browser. Go to tilthag.com slash podcast. We're also available on Amazon Music, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio.
0: All right. Thanks, Todd. Now we'll get into our cool beans. That's corny with some current events. So cool cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right. This week, our cool beans. U.S. farmers are planting soybeans at a near record pace. So, in here in the northern part of the Midwest, we're not quite as slow. We're actually behind, or as fast. We're a little bit slow behind two percent here in Wisconsin, seven percent in Minnesota, and six percent in Michigan. They're behind one percent at they're at six percent. But you go just a little bit south uh, of the Wisconsin border and. In Illinois, they're 24% ahead at 39% complete. Missouri's at 34% complete, which is 29% ahead of their normal. So things are are moving, just not quite yet in our neck of the woods as heavy as other parts (sighs) of the country. But uh, corn is kind of the same story up here. Minnesota, they're 18% behind. But Missouri is 39%. They're at 80% planted in missouri so Dude, that's pretty sweet compared to last year where i think they had a lot of flooding issues early they, they they're were, way they were now. way behind but this year they're that's
2: probably you know, why right <laughs> yeah let's go i i did hear of a guy uh in
1: wisconsin who's got corn out of the ground and he's got he's been putting covers over it every night to keep it from freezing <laughs> <treason. laughs> so i don't know how much he has in and it's apparently it's sweet corn and the goal is to have he wants to have harvested sweet corn by fourth of july because oh. If you can harvest, sweet corn right forth the July, You can sell it for what? Oh right, yeah, twelve bucks a dozen. Easy, yeah, like so. Cob. So the screwing buccaneer? around now, buccaneer. Yeah, yeah. Buccaneer. <laughs> How much did the pirate pay for his sweet corn? Butter, <laughs> buccaneer. Buccaneer. Tom Brady. Yeah. So anyway, so there I know of, I do know of that corn in the ground. I don't know if I know of any other corn.
3: My favorite comment on like down south farmers that are done because there's enough like in Missouri obviously that are done. But it's like, yeah, plant 23 is done, and then it's like, dot, 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 for now. Yeah. Because they replant replant, almost for sure they're going to have some replant That's what I'm wondering
1: about, like, some of these numbers. Like, I know last week I was reading a thing on Twitter, a thread, and a lady said, like, there was 4,000 acres of corn in her county or something, and all of it got
0: frosted off. So I was like, does that count as... Planted acres, or yeah, well, we talked on the podcast last week. Illinois, the early stuff in April got frosted off. It was corn and beans. Yeah, is that in the numbers or not?
3: And enough of that pulls out of it. Yeah, you know, you're not, you're never replanting 100%. But even replanting 10 or 20% sucks.
0: Well, yeah, the worst is having to make the decision most. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, (laughs) more than the actual replant. Right, right. Yeah, it's a yep. There you go, Plant 23 is still underway, and hopefully we'll get good enough weather to catch up a little bit up in our neck of the woods. Our That's Corny This Week, uh, two our neighbors to the south, who we already consider not great drivers for the most part, got into uh, quite a pickle. They had a rare and unusual dust storm and that caused a major accident on i Fifty-five, I believe it was, down in Illinois. So seventy-two car pileup, uh, multiple fatalities. Last number I heard was six, but it could be more now. And it was excessive winds blowing dirt from farm fields across the highway, resulting in zero visibility. Um, it's it seems to happen somewhere every every year. We've had it here in Wisconsin, uh, closer to the the sands and the central part of the state. We've had traffic backups. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. You get basically a a brown out instead of a white out, like you get with snow, and can cause major issues for travelers.
2: Did I would, you your... would think this would be just like like really dense fog, right? Like, yeah,
3: it's worse too because it's like this is darker, yeah. heavier soils. Right. So it's going to be like black almost.
1: I've, I've been in the in the in a dust storm in the sands here in Wisconsin, and probably not as bad a one, but a dust storm soil sampling you. I would not want to be in a car going down the interstate in right. that. I don't. You would not do well.
0: So, yeah, I mean, it's everyone's excited to get into the fields, but sometimes the results of tillage, especially along the major highways, can cause issues like this when the winds pick up. And, you know, I think we've seen an increase in central Wisconsin of windbreak plantings and stuff like that to help mitigate issues regarding this, and I'm sure they'll be maybe considering that. Parts of Illinois after this too, but there's a lot of angry people about this on Twitter. Like a lot, yeah. Well, it, I was trying to find it in this article. I heard something about like a it was six hours, like that people were stuck on the road. Even people Ugh. that weren't in the accident, you were still in the storm. Do I bet sitting there for a long time? Yeah, the backup was 20 plus miles long.
1: Like, think about how what, this was on what day did this happen? Monday, uh, May first. Yeah. Monday. Remember how windy it was here on Monday. Granted, it had just rained. We we actually had snow Monday. We did. Imagine if it was dry and freshly worked dirt, Mm -hmm. and it was blowing like that. Yeah,
0: you can understand why this would happen.
2: This would be dirt max Yes, because it's not soil. Correct.
0: Yeah, they've only had only had two inches of rain over the last month. Um, Obviously, I don't believe there were cover crops on these fields, which may have helped too to kind of hold stuff in place. Topsoil was primed to be lofted in the air by the short-term dryness, and fields were tilled for planting or had just been planted, which left the topsoil exposed. So, yeah. Hopefully we won't have to hear about any more of that yet this year, but you never know. And now to wrap things up, we'll have our field good Friday. This week, a Minnesota pig farmer was able to represent the U.S., at the G7 a Ministers' Meeting in Japan. So Dave Stevermer of Easton said, the USDA invited him to speak on behalf of the National Pork Board. I've been pretty well integrated and involved in the National Pork Board's Advancing U.S. Pork Sustainability Grant, and for that reason, he was asked if he could attend, and he said, sure, I can. So he's a National Pork Board Director... And he highlighted producer-led voluntary grants where, when presenting to Ag Ministers from all over the world, April 22nd and 23rd.
1: Look, I'm looking up where Easton, Minnes- Minnesota is. It's not, yeah, it's kind of by Albert Lee. Yeah. Whatever yep.
0: that is, so. Cool. So, yeah, it's kind of nice when farmers get to represent their, their industry out in the world, and in this case, get to... Talk to a lot of high-ranking officials and hopefully maybe progress things for I mean, we've all heard it before from from
1: growers and stuff like man when they make these legislation changes and these rules do they ever think about farmers well there you go here you go here's your chance we got one here let's let them cook now
0: yeah hopefully we'll see more of that in other parts of the industry too not just pork growers so for sure all right that'll do it for this week thanks for being here guys thanks for having us matt So today we talked planter priorities and things to consider when looking at the different parts of your planter. In our spotlight, we talked about Norm, the AI-powered ag advisor released by Farm Business Network. Ag History Minute: We talked about Lush Brothers and their contribution that became the Cyclo Planter. Cool Beans this week was farmers planting soybeans at a near-record pace. That's corny. Was the Illinois dust storm that caused a deadly accident and huge backup. And our field good Friday was a Minnesota pig farmer having the ability to represent his portion of agriculture at a worldwide meeting in Japan. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming.